Hello, my fanist friends. Welcome to my podcast feed. Powered by ACAS Plus, here's a joke from my son. What did the bum say to the other bum? That's a bummer. You know, not for everyone. Uh, so, uh, look, thanks to everyone who's come to see the previews of Can I Have My Ball Back. It's been going really, really well, and uh, I'm really pleased with how the show's turning out. It's officially on tour now from Wednesday. I'll be at the Leicester Square Theatre. A couple of tickets left. Lots of press coming to that one. It'd be lovely to sell out, but there are a few other London gigs not selling as well. So if you're going to come to London... Maybe look up those other London gigs. And then this week I'll be in St Albans on Thursday, Gloucester on Friday, Chorley on Saturday, which is sold out. You can join the waiting list. And Glasgow on Sunday, two shows. I think the earlier show is sold out. Check with the venue, but the later show has some availability. Come along if you can. If you enjoy these podcasts and like them being free, then the great way to pay me back is to buy a ticket to a show or buy a download or a book from gofasterstripe.com. But you can just keep listening for free as well. That pays me back also. So, you know, no no pressure. But I'd love to see you there. If you just know me from the podcast and don't know me as a stand-up, I'm pretty good as a stand-up. It's a good show. I think you're going to enjoy it. It's only made about seven men faint so far. So, you know, are you brave enough to take the challenge? Let's sit back, relax and enjoy whichever podcast you're listening to now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hello and welcome to another Rahana Stuffer Book Club. I'm very excited to be uh, joined by Stephen Mangan, who is going to talk about his intellectual book, The Fart That Changed the World. It may be aimed at children, I'm not sure. How are you, Stephen? I'm terrific. How are you? I'm, I'm very well as well, thank you. Uh, we, we know you as an actor, Stephen. You're a world-renowned actor. You were Postman Pat in Postman Pat the movie, for Christ's sake. For crying out loud, that's how yeah. good an actor you are. Well, um, yeah. What? You don't well, need any. Alan Partridge I mean, shouted at you across the car park. You are you're a world-renowned actor. Right, okay, um, I'll take that. What prompted you? This is your second children's book, I think I'm right in saying. What, what prompted you to move into writing children's literature? Uh, I've always wanted to do it, um, and I... I've always uh, been slightly, I mean, you know, sometimes you meet sports people or models or singers who say, oh, I quite fancy doing a bit of acting. And part <laughs> of you goes, 
it's not that fucking easy, darling. You know, uh, I went to RADA for three years. I trained. Uh, you know, you can't just turn up and switch lanes like that. Who do you think you are? Um, and, of course, annoyingly, some of them are really good at doing it and effortlessly <laughs> move from being swimwear models into acting or whatever it is. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, I, I kind of... I, I suppose I've always sort of felt that writing is... Um, it's a very rarefied gift that very few people have and that uh, I probably wasn't qualified and um, uh, wouldn't be able to do it. And I wouldn't, uh, and I would be one of those people who would, I would be annoyed by myself by going, um, <laughs> stop leveraging your sort of uh, whatever fame you have um, to sort of elbow your way to the front of a, of a different queue. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, stay in your lane, mate. Um, but then you eventually get old enough and you think, sod it, uh, why not? Why, why, you know, I, I'll never know till I try. I may turn out to be absolutely terrible at it, uh, in which case everyone will gleefully tell me uh, <laughs> and then I can carry on being shouted at by Alan Partridge in the car park or whatever it is I'm doing. <laughs> so... Uh, so I tried it. My sister, who is a, um, a very fine artist, graphic designer, she's uh, spent uh, many years kind of, um, uh, she's done a lot of sort of graphic design, actually a lot of cookbooks and, you know, doing drawings and stuff for that. We were talking about this and she said it would be great to do something together, maybe. Um, yeah. uh, I thought initially, yeah, what about a picture book? Uh because there's not many words in a picture book. And I thought maybe I could <laughs> knock it out in a couple of days. Uh, and she would do all the drawings. And she said, no, you should write a book. And um, I'm glad she did because, yeah, so I ended up writing a 50, 60,000 word book, uh, Escape the Rooms, which was the first yeah. book we did. And um, uh, I enjoyed the process, even though who knew it was such hard work writing? It takes forever. It, it is. It's very difficult. Writing a book's hard. And these books... Uh, I have, I've dipped into Escape the Rooms uh, and I've read uh, The Fart That Changed the World. And they're both um, quite high concept ideas and, and not very nice ideas. Escape the Rooms, uh, from what I can gather from what I've read, is about uh, a boy who goes is, is persuaded to take a bungee jump that makes him go underground and have to, uh, have to go through a lot of challenges to escape an underground sort of, I don't want to say dungeon exactly, but an underground <laughs> entertainment complex of escape, which is, is a, what, what gave you what gave you that? It, it was, did that come from doing a bungee jump and thinking you were going to go through the ground? That's, it's a lovely imaginative idea. It, ca it actually came from uh, uh, our other sister, my youngest sister, Lisa, who uh, was at a fairground in the West Country, I think, and she got on a, uh, decided to do a bungee jump. She got onto the uh, crane and there were two blokes two sort of lads who were running this thing and you know if you've done a bungee jump you'll know you wear a kind of harness around the lower part of your legs so they fitted her with this harness and as the crane was going up uh, the two of them were sort of looking quizzically at the harness and then they'd whisper to each other <laughs> and then my sister was like what what is there a problem they're like no no, no it's fine it's fine it's fine <laughs> uh, and this went on and on, you know, all the way to the top. And she got to the top, and you put your hands on the sort of bar, and then you you basically fall forward. And it gets to a point where you get to a you get to a point of no return, and you're yeah. out, and you're gone, and you're falling. And just as she got to that point, one of them went, "No, oh no, wait, wait!" 
um, uh, and she fell 300 feet through the air going, what? Oh, no. Um, and it was just a wind-up. They just yeah. It was just a wind-up to oh, you know, right. heighten her adrenaline, which was you know, are totally unnecessary because if you've ever done, done a bungee jump, you know how ridiculously um, terrifying they are. So I, 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 she told me that story and I had this image. I thought it would be a great start to a film, actually, when I first thought of it, about someone high up, the wind whistling, someone standing on the crane, them looking out, being terrified, falling out of the crane, and instead of stopping and being pulled back up again, just plummeting straight through the yeah. earth i think in the book i said it's like a you know I, it's like a bowling ball into a vat of jelly you know so it's not like a hard thump it's just something no. going thump, uh, and yeah. he's underground and suddenly he's in a whole different world and of course when you write anything or when you have a creative thought you always think this is entirely original but i've realized since it's pretty much the same beginning as alice in wonderland uh, a little bit yeah but she follows a white rabbit yeah yeah, into another world, and there's all these weird creatures and stuff below it. But that, anyway, that was the b- beginning thought. My the misfortune of my younger sister. That's great. That's that's great. It's a, it's a really good uh, origin story for that story, and I think and I love it as an idea. I think you know it it does it it sort of reminds you of Alice in Wonderland rather than being the same as. I think it's 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 a nice thing. Um, we we just picked up the uh, the fart that changed the world, and I've been reading it to my uh, daughter at night, and occasionally my son who's a little bit too young for it listens in as well but but the again this is quite a high concept because you've created uh, sort of fantastical kingdoms uh and uh, kings and 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 different uh, warring factions between this this uh, country in the middle that sort of brokers and and uh keeps the these two enemies apart so it's it's quite a high concept again but um it's essentially about someone letting off and how that, af- <laughs> how that affects uh, the history of that, of those countries. Yeah. Letting off is yeah. a good euphemism. Yeah. They, they fart, the king farts. Yeah. The king farts yeah. very early on in the book and, it, and yeah. it, uh, it changes, it literally changes the world. I mean, as the title says, um, uh, yeah, I, 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 I quite like writing for a king and a queen and a kitchen. I, I think the issue I found with writing primarily for a British audience is that we are so um, we are so not divided, but you know, you, you are placed instantly in this country by where in the country you're from, what social class you are, um, you know, what sort of school you go to. And if you're writing about 12 year olds and, you know, and they're your sort of heroes, I, I just thought it was easier to sidestep all of the British. Oh, they're, they're from the south or they're from the north or they're you know they went they're yeah. private school or they're public. so i just thought sidestep all of that and set it uh, in the world of of kings and queens and in sort of nowhere land that could be anywhere um and yeah i mean the original idea for that was the butterfly effect you know the idea that one little event can can cause another event to happen which causes another event and and eventually this yeah. small first act causes something huge um even though the actual butterfly effect is sort of about the opposite of that, as far as I understand it. But anyway, I, I, I thought it was quite interesting to, when you're writing about children or for children, the idea that even though they may feel that their actions don't have an impact on the world, how interesting 
to think of it in another way that their little small acts can actually end up causing huge world changing events to happen through a series of you know of chain reactions so that was that was a starting point for that yeah well it's you know it's, it's very much about consequences i mean it's that sort of sliding doors thing without showing the other side which is what all it's basically what all literature and films are about is sliding doors without showing the other side but i think sliding doors would have been better if it had been about Gwyneth Paltrow maybe farting outside the train or farting inside the train and the consequences of that that would have been i think everything would be improved by starting with a fart i think I think if she'd, I think if if you got, yeah, if she'd farted before the she got on the carriage or yeah. after she got on the carriage, because if she got on the carriage and then farted, everyone knows it's her, and that would yeah. lead to paltrow pandemonium. But if she yeah. farted before, she could probably, yeah, I think that it would have yeah, been but better. She'd, she'd probably agree on that. probably sell the fragrance of the fart and make millions of pounds out of it. So we probably just helped Gwyneth Paltrow there, but uh, fart never candle. mind. Yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's uh, it is, but it's but it, you know it's quite you say it's it's um, trying to avoid uh, class and all that sort of stuff. But the book is actually quite a uh, a treatise oh, yeah. on why on why monarchy is should be abolished. Really, yeah. It? I mean, sure, sure, <laughs> sure. But if but yeah, but if you set it somewhere that isn't specifically modern Britain, you can kind of. I can then. I mean, I'm just trying to abolish the monarchy. That's the only reason I became yeah. a writer. I'm an Irish. You know, I was brought up uh, in an Irish family, and uh, we had a family meeting when I was about twelve. And they said one of us has got to abolish the monarchy. And I put my hand up, and I've just left it a bit late. So here I am. It's good. I think this bit. could be this. It's amazing if the, a book about a fart could uh, destroy the monarchy. But that's so. What what age children do you? My my daughter's uh, seven and a half and is enjoying it. I don't know if that's the lower end of the. I would say that's the lower end. Yeah, I yeah. um, I would say you know, depending on, um, yeah, what sort of level reading six, seven would be. Oh crikey, would be the lower end, and then up to, I don't know, eighty three, eighty four. Yeah, I think higher end. <laughs> I mean, everyone loves a fart joke. I think so. it's enjoyable. It's a very, it's a very funny book, and the the the, the characters are recognisable without being. Uh, you know, I don't think we've, we've exactly seen them before, but they're, but they're, you know, they're, you you immediately get into the characters. I think with both these books, if you you've based them, you've got three sons, and you've based both these first two books, or at least named the uh, major character after your first two sons, but not your not yeah. your third yet. No, well, my third son is Jack, and he was the hero of the first book. He was a baby when I started writing right. it, so that name was on my mind, and I just put it in as a sort of placeholder name, and then it became the name it had to be the name it just sort of stuck it didn't feel right with any other name so I thought oh god I've written the hero of the first book and named it after my youngest son I've got two other sons I've got to write at least two more books so Frank is the hero of the fart that changed the world how happy he is to be the hero of a book with fart in the title you'll have to ask him <laughs> okay. uh, I'm currently writing the third book um Harry which his name actually appears in the title of the third book in fact I finished chapter six this morning so um he is he is going to feature as well, but Harry's now fifteen, so I think he's probably at that age where he doesn't really want to be highlighted in a children's book. Uh, he'd rather <laughs> he'd rather Dad didn't bring a te- the world's attention to him. But yeah. tough luck. Well, it's, an, yeah. it's a nice thing, and, and your your Frank is a nice thing to do. Your Frank is is uh, is uh, also the which I presume the baby Jack was not the was not exactly the. Uh, 
inspiration no. for if he was a baby. But uh, but your son uh, uh, Frank is is quite a, an um, as the character is quite a sort of imaginative playing games and making up stories and stuff. Is that right? He is. I think all kids yeah. do it, but Frank's still doing it. He just turned twelve not long ago, and. You'll still hear the, hear him upstairs in a room running around sort of fighting imaginary things. And I mean, he's going to love me saying this on a podcast, <laughs> uh, you know, but you'll see him in the in the garden pulling down a branch and talking into the branch as if it's a walkie. You know, he's still he's still got that really vivid imagination. He draws cartoons and stuff. And he's a genius. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. He's, he's some kind of That's genius good. child. Well, there's a lovely character in the book and it's, you know, it's, it's he's thrown the characters thrown in. I mean, essentially, without giving too much plot away, I don't think many 12-year-olds will be listening to this podcast, and this is more for the parents anyway. Uh, but, uh, yeah, the, 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 the butler who is, who is really the person who runs the country uh, takes the blame for the fart that the king will not take, and uh, the queen is so upset that she imprisons him for a day. And so even though there's another butler who also ends up in dungeon, Frank ends up having to take, go from the kitchen where he's imagining uh, being fighting sharks basically into yeah into trying into trying to keep the, <laughs> the country that he lives from in from and ruin existing yeah 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 I mean it's a it's a very likely scenario that I think many twelve year olds will find themselves in <laughs> uh, I mean that's the thing about writing children as heroes you have to somehow you have to handle the fact that the the adults you know you have to you have to work out why they don't just ask their parents or the police or somebody to yeah. do it for them what is what is the issue why are they kind of uh, fighting this particular problem on their own or with other children um so once you get that kind of set up uh you're away but you know i i just try and I, i'm trying to write funny books that, with a lot happening at a quite a high rate because I know children, yeah. you know, my only children, they, their, their attention spans can be short and they're not like adults. They won't pretend to be enjoying something just to be polite. Uh, they will just drop it and not pick it up again. So, um, yeah, I'm writing to make myself laugh and hopefully uh, have enough of a turnover of jokes and excitement and, and situations to keep the kids interested, the children. Interested. I think it is. And I think what I liked about it is, you know, it, you, you sometimes you don't quite know what's going on, especially with Frank, you know, it's sort of my daughter's going, what's, What's happening? Why, why, why is this guy suddenly underwater or whatever? Uh, and you kind of go, well, I don't know yet. We'll have to work out. We'll have to find out <laughs> why, why we suddenly jumped to this. But there's a lot of characters and there's a lot of incidents. Uh, and, you you know, and people come back in and go back out again. So, you you know, your your kids have to be wrapped into it to concentrate on it. But I, my, I certainly found my daughter uh, was was very much into it. And, and my son enjoyed the, the farting. Uh, so even even as a five year old, uh, you know, he, I don't know whether I don't think, I think it might be a five year old might be a little bit too young to keep up with. But it but it's also because it's about big issues and it's about it's about tiny issues. And essentially, you know, it's a it's essentially about the fact that everybody farts. And so the you know, the idea of being upset by a fart is is quite a hypocritical and um, presuming the queen also farts. Uh, and it's hypocritical yeah. for her to be cross about it, and and that uh, that and it's weird to be embarrassed about it. And I think even that, even if the book was solely about that, that's such an important message to get across. Because I remember, the, you know, I remember thinking you'd get into such trouble as a kid if you farted, uh, and you know. But I knew that I farted a lot. I'd still do. I've done one during this interview, and uh, right. it's when well, it's luckily we're we're on Zoom. 
but oh yeah, you know, it, you you felt shame about it because you were made to feel like you were the you <laughs> it was just you were a stinky little boy and everyone else was 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 pure and and it's, it's, so it's nice just for that, isn't it? To to get yeah, to get and that I think I think maybe it was particular to me, but I think. A lot of childhood, you know, growing up is trying to work out if you're weird for feeling and yeah. thinking the things that you feel and think and that are you are you somehow doing being a human wrong? You know, yeah. uh, have you have you got the does everyone else know what they're doing? And you're the only person thinking I've really got the hang of this yet. Uh, you know, so that's why there's so many adults in my books who are idiots, frankly, you know, or, or in positions <laughs> that they shouldn't be in. Like nearly every ruler in every book so far i mean in the third book as well uh should not be uh, you know in the position of power that they are um because well it would be nice if uh, that was just in children's literature that was happening for uh, I mean, well i mean i wonder what i wonder why that's on my mind at the moment <laughs> you know we just you just look at this parade of of hopeless clueless you know twats who are kind of uh in position of power and uh, i don't know uh you just want to say to children um it's okay you know the first book was so, sort of about how, how it was was more about bereavement really the, the escape the rooms and and how yeah. you know if you, the feelings you can have when you're grieving can feel really odd and you know you sometimes think oh there's a there's a sort of right way i should be doing this there's a sort of uh, a proper way to grieve when in fact of course there isn't uh and it, yeah. and it was sort of trying to say to children, you know, the emotions you might be going through, you know, give yourself a break, basically, you know, um, just don't, you know, you've got enough on your plate without worrying whether you're doing the grieving right or whether you're being the right sort of child. You know, there's enough going on in the world. There's enough coming at you. Um, give yourself a break. Stop crit self-criticizing. Stop worrying if you can about, uh, you know, how you're approaching life. So that is the kind sure. of, you know, I suppose, yeah, they, they say you sort of write, all writers write one book over and over again, don't they? So maybe that's the book I'm destined to write. Uh, don't well, worry I if don't... you think you're weird. <laughs> well, that's, but that's, I mean, that's absolutely perfect. And it, and it is such an important message to get it across. And I think using humour and, you know, these are funny books as well as, as well as, you know, touching on important issues. So, and, you know, on big issues and little issues. And that's, you know that's that's absolutely perfect because you you know you 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 just getting that reassurance get, realizing that someone else might disappear into a fancy land or, or or might be embarrassed about farting or whatever it is or exactly you know or or be going through something you know big like that but losing the your, your a parent which is what is 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 part of the first book hey i'm ryan reynolds at mint mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. 
Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Something I personally really liked about um, the the fact that changed the world was uh, just pointing out the weirdness of uh, you know of having animal heads on the walls of palaces and stuff. We went to we went on holiday to the Isle of Arran. We went to Brodick Castle, and it's just like the the hallway is like there's probably two hundred and they're all stags, stags heads just all over the place, and you kind of think what the is, is, if that was if that wasn't a tourist attraction, you'd think it was the house of a serial killer or something. It's such well, I mean, I, well, that's but it do. is the house of it is the house of a serial yeah, killer. Yeah. That's exactly what it, it you know. I mean, if you if if you went to someone's house and they had twenty human heads sort of <laughs> that had been preserved on the wall <laughs> because they were people that they'd shot, you'd you'd run a mile. But somehow having animal heads is a thing, and I. There's a restaurant that we sometimes go to with the kids that has that, that has a few sort of wild boar and deer heads on the wall. And I always just think it's so weird. Um, yeah. And so, the, yeah, the, the, the king is especially sensitive to it and doesn't understand it, but it's, it's his, you know, he had a sort of toxically masculine dad <laughs> <laughs> who liked shooting animals for fun. Um, it's like all those ridiculous pictures you sometimes see on the internet of people standing you know, sort of very out of shape men who couldn't probably run five yards without, you know, having to have a break, standing over the dead carcass of a magnificent lion or an elephant, you know, just because they've got a gun and a few quid. Yeah. Yeah. Just what? What are they they doing? It's just (laughs) weird. It is weird. And I I don't know. I'm sort of, it's one of those things I sort of, I'm surprised that, things haven't changed you know that someone hasn't gone all right well maybe they did this in the past but let's take them yeah, down i mean the argument it feels the, really weird now. the argument now is that these people play such a premium that they can go to countries that desperately need money for conservation and they are killing supposedly you know populations that need to be brought down anyway for some other reasons but oh god i mean there must be i don't know I mean, um, there may be an economic argument for it and I, there may be no other way, but it doesn't stop it being really distasteful and really unpleasant and really weird. No, well, again, but I think, you know, you, you, you cover it in a, in, a, in a funny way, but I think, again, that it's just, you know, I think, again, as a kid, it'd be not, you know, if you've been a kid and you've been around somewhere like that and just thought, this, why, why are they doing this? Just to hear somebody say, this is a bit weird. It's, it's a bit it's, weird. It's quite, it's quite nice. I don't know. I, I, when we were looking around houses, when we were moving, like a couple of people, you know, we we're looking at some older houses and a couple of, you know, people, it actually just put you off the house, you know, just one stag head on the wall. You just, you couldn't yeah, you get beyond, beyond, you know, you knew that wasn't good. It wasn't going to be there when you took the house. But no. I don't want to be in a house where there's Where's the rest of that animal. The yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> I mean, I now, I now realize actually, um, I now realize that, uh, the, the, you know, having written the first six chapters of the next book, I think I'm basically using these books to have a go <laughs> at all of society's <laughs> things that I find deeply weird and, uh, and unsettling. I mean, one of the characters in the next book is, is deep into sort of new age mysticism and, um, you know, all those sort of snake oil type things that I just, yeah, and astrology and all that stuff. So, yeah, maybe I am just using it to have a go <laughs> at groups of society that I disapprove of. Uh, there must be a, an easier way to do that than writing a book. But there we go. That's the path I've chosen. <laughs> I think well, there's, you know, there's a bit of you in there. And I think that's 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 not a bad thing. Was it uh, in terms of getting the book published? Was it was it an easy ask? Did you go to a, a publisher and they said, of course, we'll take your children's book or, or was did, yeah did i mean and, 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 you know yeah no i mean uh, they you know they obviously they wanted to see an idea and uh some of anita's artwork and um but you know uh, yes it, because uh because i'm an actor and on the telly and therefore uh you know have access probably to pr i can get on radio interviews and tv interviews to promote the book unfortunately you know very annoyingly for everyone else who's slaving away in this industry and trying to get a publisher and get a book published it was you know i can't deny it was you know pretty easy for me to do that um obviously you'd hope that um the books have to have some sort of quality i mean i'm very proud of them and i'm very um i'm very self-critical as you could probably gather from the conversation we've had already <laughs> uh, you know i'm i'm i I, I give myself quite a hard time, so I, I, I wouldn't carry on unless they thought they had some merit. But it's not really for me to say. But yeah, it, the, the short answer to that question is it wasn't, it wasn't too difficult, no. Yeah, but uh, presumably, you know, you wouldn't. But they, if, it, if it if it was terrible or if people weren't buying it, you wouldn't be at the point where you were writing your third and and fourth one. You wouldn't be, but there is, there is there are there are various different. You know, there are terrible books written by you know, celeb- celebrities in inverted commas, they are terrible and they sell. Uh, and there are, um, so yeah. Um, but I, I suppose the fact, I, I it, it feels like I've opened up a whole new career that I love, that I really am into. I've started turning down acting work in order to write. Um, oh, really? Because right. I enjoy it so much. Uh, right. So yeah, it, it feels. It, it, I, I, you know, I, I wish I'd tried it earlier. I wish I'd done it earlier. But there we go. That's um, the way things have worked out, and I'm loving it now. I am. I mean, I think it's very. I think the publishing industry can be snobby, and, and writers can be snobby. But I, I, I sort of quite strongly believe that more people should be writing books rather than less, rather than fewer. I mean, it's you know, it's that you want to get those voices out there, and that really. I mean, it's it's the same with acting. You know, anyone could have a go at acting, and and a lot of people might not be very good at it. Uh, and some, you know, and some people might get through and for different reasons. But you know, the, you can. I think with writing, because it's such a, it, it's it's not up there on a stage. It's not up there on a screen. It's such a small thing that you you can get pleasure from it yourself. I think it's an important thing to process things for yourself. Yeah. And, and, but, but equally, I think it's, it's something that most people wouldn't even try because it's quite hard. Uh, and, and obviously it's then hard to be successful, but if you give it a go, there'll be, you know, I, I, the people I've seen, the, the people that I think have written the more, more interesting 
things are often comedians who would never have got a book deal for any other reason, but will end up, you know, going in and someone like Limmy, I don't know if you know Limmy, uh, yeah. but he's, he's, he's the kind of guy who would never in any other circumstance get to write an autobiography, but his autobiography is therefore really uh, interesting and different. And, you know, it, it's a really important, important voice, I think. And so, you know, I think any no one should feel bad about about uh, trying to write. No one should feel that they they're not allowed to write. It's something I think everyone should be allowed to do. And if people want to to buy your work and want to read your work, then that's that's sort of the bonus, really. I think on top of it all. Yeah, I mean, and also you know, having three sons who are you know, you know, I mean, uh, you know, I don't want to sound like I'm a hundred years old, but I, you know, when we were young, there were three channels on the telly and you know they were off most of the day and there weren't computer games and I did I did read and I absolutely loved it and it was it was the sort of I was obsessive about it I mean I, I would read during you know family meals I would have the book next to me uh, I don't know why my parents let me get away with that kind of behavior that's awful but you know I did I just I always had my head in a book and I absolutely loved it and it sort of breaks my heart that my own children uh you know it's much more of a struggle to get them to read um, yeah. because they've got so much else going on that's that's sort of easier to do. So anything that gets kids reading uh, in my eyes is is good uh, because I got so much pleasure out of it. I want them to have that similar sort of pleasure. So uh, whoever's books they're getting into, and obviously for what some gener- you know, one generation it was all the Harry Potter books that was the sort of gateway start for uh, a generation um, – um, yeah below us i suppose but yeah so i you know yes the more books the better the more people reading the better uh you know and um i don't know how to finish that thought <laughs> but i think books being funny as well i think that's a great and it's certainly and I, this is a bit of a generalization because it's not just boys but i think it's i think it's a, a really good way to maybe interest boys that there's someone's written a book and there's fart in the title and maybe books aren't quite as stuffy or, you know, I, I remember, I mean, I, I was always into stories and I loved writing stories, but I remember finding it really torturous to get into a lot of the books that I was expected to read. And I sort of liked Snoopy and stuff. And my parents were really upset because I was reading cartoons and because I was into comedy, you know, so it was, it was sort of about who I was, but yeah, when I, if a funny thing came along and whatever you think about David Williams, I think he's attracting in a, a lot of, readers you know and a lot of people who wouldn't necessarily read books uh and i think this is this is you know to have a book called the fart that changed the world it's a it's a great title because it's immediately what it's funny and how? what how how and so you want to know and you know as a we, we're sort of about halfway through it reading with my daughter because we're working on a few books as, as as we go but i was obviously i wanted to read the whole thing before this but i was actually quite wrapped in in, in working out the, the there's you know there's a there's a plot in there there's a mystery in there there's a question of who's who's trying to screw things up um so you know there the, it, it it does it does pull you towards the end of this book in terms of finding out what's going to happen and finding out what the repercussions are going to be for everyone and it's uh, you know it's a uh, it, it's all fun and funny and and yeah. and but it, but it's but it, but that's that's a great thing to have. So you know you can fit you can tell that it's a book that the author has taken some care over. I think you can tell it's sometimes these books aren't written by the 
the the person whose name's on the cover, Stephen. I don't want to shock you, but I but I feel like this one is written by Stephen Mankin. What? Yeah, oh yeah, it's definitely <laughs> written by me. I mean, I also I also think I also think that comedy is the best way of examining life's most difficult and profound and troubling and unpleasant, um, yeah. you know situations tropes you know the things we have to go to of being human death and death and farting the two unavoidable <laughs> things uh, but you know i do think comedy is the way in because because i think while you're still laughing at something you're you're still engaged with it you're still um you're still on the road you know um i'm i've been not very very articulate but i i, I just don't think there is a subject out there that you cannot in some way deal with using comedy. Uh, and I think it's, it's, it, it invites an, an audience in because a comedy is kind of, you know, you're sharing a joke with a reader. When you write a joke that someone reads and they laugh at, um, there's a connection between the writer and the reader. You are both laughing at the same thing and you're both understanding the same thing and why it's funny. Uh, and I think, from that connection or during through that connection you can explore uh, all of life's messy and complicated and difficult subjects so and plus i just like you i just comedy was always something i i, I responded to um and you know you're always looking for it not in every necessarily in every single moment but i think the best plays the best films the best books ever written all have a comedic element to it. Hamlet's yeah. a really funny play in parts. Um, so, yeah, to me, it's a sort of essential part because I think, a, you know, a life or a book or a film without comedy, is it's missing such a vital chunk of what it is to be a human being and to interact with other people. Uh, so without that element, I'm suspicious and um, hostile. <laughs> to those okay. so what i think what you're saying there is this book is as good as hamlet i think that's what you i'm that's what we're I, I mean put, I, that? it's not for me to say but <laughs> if you want to i mean i did hear you say that that's fair enough richard i, I respect your opinion <laughs> you can put that as a cover quote if, I, I you, want. Say it. if you want it's got yeah, a king yeah. he's got a father he's got a father who's haunting him uh yeah uh, through that's through it. dead animals through, through, yeah through dead animals it, on the it, walls it does work. Um, did, was it uh, fun working with your with your sister? I mean, it's it's obviously nice to keep things in the family, but is it? I, I can imagine uh, sibling rivalries could be a difficult thing. But to, or, or are you sort of past that? As, uh, as uh, no, older, I think I think the siblings? joy of the well, the joy of the setup is <laughs> can't do what she does. I can't draw at all, uh, yeah. and she has no desire to write anything. So we have we are so. You know, we, we, we definitely have our completely separate skills or areas that we're bringing to the project. So uh, I think that really helps in that I'm not going, can you just give me the pencil? Let me just, I'll, I'll put a nose <laughs> on that character. Or, the hair should be like this. I just can't, I can't do it. Yeah. Uh, so I'm very happy to leave it up to her. And of course, the she's only a year younger than me, Anita. Um, you know, we, 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 we grew up together and we spent our childhoods trying to make each other laugh. So we have a very similar sense of humour. I don't have to explain jokes to her, why something is funny. Uh, I can put little things in that only she gets. Uh, and I can, I can trust her to kind of get the joke and then enhance it with the drawing. Um, so, I, I mean, I just don't think in that way visually. 
um, uh, when she's, you know, occasionally I will say to her, you know, in Father Changed the World, the cook, I thought, oh, she might look like Miriam Margulies, or <laughs> I wanted the Queen to be like, um, uh, is it Fenella Fielding in Carry On Screaming? Because <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> she's got this sort of death fetish and wears black. And so, you know, occasionally yes. I'll give her a reference like that. But on the whole, I'm happy to to let her you know do her thing and she's happy to let me do my thing so it's it's a it's a very harmonious working relationship i mean i think it's nice to be at that point where a book and where the, i think there should be illustrations in every book really but there is not i think it's really enjoyable again the kids going through the book are really enjoying the pictures the, you know you'll read them the story and they really want to look at the pictures uh and i think it does it does sort of add it's not it, you know it's it's a it's a it adds a, a, a whole new level i think to it but it but it does also it, it helps focus the attention on the book because you know kid my daughter will actually somehow picks it all up but when i'm reading a story she'll be sometimes dancing around the room and i'm going are you, am i wasting my time here am i you listening to this and then she'll come back and go oh this is like that bit in that you know so she's she's listening to it all but it's great to get them into the book and go look at you know look at the funny picture of the of the cook or whoever but uh yeah it's it's it, it is nice to have that so it's <laughs> it's a good thing to have yeah and also there, an audio... know, just... there is an audio book yeah yeah uh, go tell me about, by, uh... about the pictures well, I was going to say that um, the picture set a tone, I think, for what kind of book it is. You know, the style of yeah. the pictures, you know, let you know how seriously you should be taking or, you know, how daft the book is or how moments are actually, you know, I think it just yeah. reinforces. I mean, you know, you talk about David Williams's books, you know, those, the artwork in those is, I think, very cleverly chosen to kind of echo Quentin Blake, which makes yeah. you feel, you know, oh, Williams is kind of in the sort of Roald Dahl sphere you know and i think that those pictures do do you know do give them a, a lot of help and uh, you know are very useful in that respect and i think the pictures anita does in my book um they do they set the tone and they also um you know give you something to cling on to when you think of a character plus it's also good fun to write scenes that are really difficult to draw uh, in, <laughs> for example in the in the fart that changed the world i i one scene set in the dining room with the animal heads on the wall i talk yeah. about how there were you know 40 place settings and 40 <laughs> chairs and every place <laughs> setting had loads of knives forks and glasses and if you look she's had to spend about a week drawing this room uh with 40 place settings in it <laughs> Uh, that's the thing an older brother can do to his younger yeah. sister. There you go. There it is. It's a beautiful picture, uh, and well, and also the animals have wearing party hats and have had their mouths attempted to be pulled into a smile, which hasn't obviously quite worked out. So they have to be yeah to look like they've enjoying themselves because he's so freaked and, and out. Every by different, on the wall. All different animals. So yes, well done on that. So say, tell me about the audio book. <laughs> I, I want you didn't read the audio book yourself by the sounds of it. I did. I did actually read it myself. Oh, you did? Uh, okay, I, wouldn't, right. oh, sorry, I, I, I just don't think I'd have been on. Un... I find, um, I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I, I've, I re- listen to a lot of audio books. I do like yeah. them a lot. In fact, I'm listening to the Alan Rickman diaries at the moment. Um, and, the, you know, the person you cast to read a book is so crucial. Uh, they've made a very strange choice in the Alan Rickman diaries. Not the fault of the actor, obviously, but just I don't know why they put this particular. I mean, obviously, Alan Rickman has got a very particular voice. You're never going to find yeah. anyone who sounds like him. But yeah, I, 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 you know, doing I don't do many audio books uh, because they are mind numbingly uh, and really, really difficult. You know, you spend yeah, they are. 
several, especially if you do adult books, are several you know days in a recording studio. Uh, you know, um, and it's really hard to keep your concentration and to keep going. And you always get to one sentence, you have to have 15 goes out because you can't, the words are just swimming in front of you. So for that reason, I kind of stay away from them because I think there are other people who, who are sort of better at them than I am. But I I wasn't going to, I couldn't let anyone else do these books. I, I, uh, I cool. want to do it. Okay. Having said that, there were I'd often get to bits and think, oh my God, what does this character sound like? I have no idea what this character sounds like. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, have to sort of make it up on the spot. But, you know, audiobooks, I did. I did years ago. Tams and Greg and I did some fairy tales for. I think if they were giving them away free in the newspaper, um, might be the Saturday Guardian or something. Uh, and I, I think that's one of my favourite jobs I've ever done. Uh, I did Rumpelstiltskin, and I used to play those shamefully to my children. Occasionally, <laughs> if I was going out for the night, I would. <laughs> put the cd on and press play and That's edge good. slowly out of the door as uh, i mean until they were about eight they thought every story started with read by stephen mangan um so that's that's a yeah. shameful thing in my past but yeah it was it was uh, it was you know I, I couldn't i couldn't let anyone else do do the audiobooks no well it, it, it i i very much enjoyed it's it's a it's a it's a book with lots of characters so if you are reading it to your kids if they're not reading it themselves uh there's lots of fun to be had in coming up with voices which which is something i enjoy my kids are still just at the point where do they still where, they still allow it okay. they still allow it and they still find it okay i, I actually your publisher actually sent me a copy of, uh, as well as your, as one of your, as Escape the Rouge sent me The Baddies by Julia Donaldson and Axel Schaefer, which uh, I, I read to them one night and then they wanted the next night. And I said, oh, should I do the voices again? And they went, yes, and really excited. So I felt really happy that for, for a very small window in my life. My six-year-old. <laughs> my six-year-old <laughs> is now going... Just read it, Dad. Just read it. Because I'm doing that. <laughs> and he's like, Dad, just. And he gets really upset if there's even a hint. I just try and slide a very hint, just a small hint of an accent into a character. He's all over me. So enjoy it yeah. while you can. I will. I will enjoy it while I can. Uh, well, look, it's, it's a terrific book. Are you, are you reading anything yourself at the moment you'd like to recommend or any books you've read recently? Any books you've read uh, recently you'd yes. like to recommend? I've just read no, The Night gotta... Ship, uh, okay. which I'm just looking around to remember who's written it. Jess Kidd, which is a, a, a really interesting book set in... Uh, first, it's set on ships, which I normally st- st- stay a million miles away from any book set on ships because I just have a fear of cruises. You'll feel they're like being locked in a hotel uh, you can't get out of. But uh, it's set in... It's, a, it's about... It's a sort of dual-part story set in the uh, 17th century. Uh, a sort of Dutch girl is going to indonesia on a boat and then also in 1989 where this young boy is on an island and it was really i thought i, I enjoyed that that was really good uh, i just read hamnet as well by um oh yes uh, maggie o'farrell which i hadn't read before but uh, what a great a great book talking of hamlet and my book being better yeah. than it yeah. <laughs> just thought i'd remind everybody we should um well look it's lovely to talk to you i wanted to ask you i'm sure you get asked this all the time um, do people still shout down at you in the street on a regular yeah, basis? Yeah. yeah, 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 all the time. I, I did, I did the ma- the marathon a, a week or two ago, and uh, oh, I got more Dan's than Stephen <laughs> on the way around. Uh, 
In fact, I, a couple of days ago, walking through Soho, I heard a couple behind me going, is that Dan? Is that Tim's Dan from Alan Partridge? And at that moment, someone about 40 yards in front of me shouted, Dan! And they went, oh, it is. It is him. It is him. So, yeah. I get it all the time. It's a weird one, isn't it? Because it's like, it's not even your catchphrase. You're not really in the scene. Are you? Were you even there when they were filming it? I wasn't there. I wasn't there when he was filming it. I mean, I was... And and also, when it first happened, because the whole point of it was you have to keep shouting it and he doesn't hear him. So Dan, so I remember going into record shop, you know, record shop in Camden and the guy behind the counter just started shouting Dan at me. Uh, and he did it for about 30 seconds. And what what can you do apart from smile and wait for him to stop? Uh, oh, dear. Oh, yeah, well, I'm, you is. know, I'm, I'm, I mean, there are worse things I'm, people can shout at you. There are worse things. I'm sorry, but it's also, you know, it's funny when it's not happening to you. Uh, so. <laughs> but anyway, look, Stephen, I think uh, I'm looking forward to uh, cracking on with Escape the Rooms and I uh, love the fart that changed the world. So do uh, buy that, everyone. Uh, you know, I don't think you even have to, but, you know, you can be an adult and buy these books and I think you'll still enjoy them. I think... Uh, when when you get a proper funny, my my wife reads kids uh, writes right reads and writes kids books, and um, I really really enjoy them. <laughs> Jen, you would never read them if you didn't have a kid or if your wife wasn't writing them. But, um, but yeah, I think it's uh, you know don't read them on the tube. Probably I was I was going to take this one. I was sort of trying to finish this one, and then I was thinking of reading it you know, reading it on the way. <laughs> Away somewhere in a cafe, and then thought people might think I'm a bit weird if I'm reading a kids' book, I'm, you know, without a kid there. But maybe you we just put it in a No, you shouldn't put it in a maybe copy of the... Playboy or something and hide it. <laughs> the lesson of the book is, you know, don't be ashamed of who you are, and don't be exactly. ashamed of your bodily it's, functions. So it's for farters. Anyone who farts should read this book. <laughs> they definitely should. It's, uh, it's hopefully all of us. I hope it is. I hope you have the pleasure of farting at home. Thank you very much for joining us, Stephen, and thanks for talking to us. Uh, I'll see you again. Thank you. Thank you. 
Thanks again for listening to the podcast. RichardHerring.com slash ballback slash tour or RichardHerring.com slash gigs for all of the information on the tour. GoFasterStripe.com for lots of downloads and books and lots of fun. Thanks for listening. Go and listen to another one. Tell your friends about the show. Tell your friends about the tour. I love you all. I'm out.